listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson, and this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, soon to be announced officially with Evergreen Podcasts. Well, your Cleveland Browns are moving on to the next round of the playoffs. Going to head to Arrowhead Stadium and take on the Chiefs. The Steelers, they went bye-bye. They went home. For the first time in franchise history, the Cleveland Browns have defeated the Steelers in back-to-back weeks, 48-37. to It was never in question, never in doubt after the first snap of the game went over Ben Roethlisberger's head into the end zone and recovered for a touchdown. Uh, the Browns led that entire game. It was nonstop. Multiple turnovers by Big Ben. At the end of the game, we all saw him sitting there. That slow zoom. It was beautiful to see. With a tear coming down his face, he sat by himself sulking and accepting the fact that the Cleveland Browns had just whooped their asses. Uh, Andy, we're going to jump into some talk about this Ohio State National Championship game in a little bit and some of the weirdness around it. But first, let's talk about your Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. For everyone out there, for how? Oh, Matt Bruning, let's go Browns. Look. Already. (laughs) <laughs> what up, this Matt? How you doing, was buddy? The game when Pouncey snapped the ball into the air, they were snapping the Browns into the into the playoff zone of being high as a fan. From that moment on, we all know at times like wait for the other shoe to drop. The shoe never really <laughs> yep. dropped in this game. No. The Browns did a great. Th- what made this game great? Obviously, the Browns played great. Obviously, you know, plays are being made. Yo, Chubb with a big touchdown late, stopping another Watt brother. Who knew there was another Watt brother? Watt getting stopped on third and one. DJ Watt never really being a factor in this game. Just making play after play. Some guy named Blake Hans. Yes, that Blake Hans. Mm-hmm. Making plays, shutting people down was just great. But this was a total team effort. It felt like a Cleveland win, and it's what we needed to. And it just – took away and eradicated if for everybody's back who felt better today it's because all that steeler pain finally washed over us and went down our necks and went into the pool it was it took a long time and we sat through some harrison knocking out cole mccoy we all remember Dennis Northcutt. I'll go back to the 90s when Derek Alexander couldn't catch a fucking ball in a playoff game against, you know, the Steelers back in the old Three Rivers. Like, it went – like, there's a long history of just shit. It really started even – not even started. It accelerated, too, in 99 with that great – it was a great triumphant day when the Browns came back and they got their – they got just the shit kicked out of them. It's just been time and time again. The getting in the playoffs was big, but this was the game where you just finally went – Oh fuck yeah! Five <laughs> turnovers, dude. Just, this is just, great. Just spinning, just spinning the ball on. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was just incredible. We've got folks already coming in on Facebook. Damon Fuchia, I believe, if I pronounce that right, I think that's how you roll those L's. Fuchia, uh, go Browns! I'm like you, Andy. I it finally sank in today, and it was truly great. Um, yeah, I think for a lot of folks, that's going to be the feeling throughout this week. Um, just kind of in shock at this point that it went down the way that it did 28 points up 
in a matter of minutes, Andy. And then all of us Browns fans looked at each other and went, there's a whole football, there's a whole fucking football game to play. There's a whole game to play. But of course, it played out exactly how we would hope it would play out. Um, I know that I speak for you when I say this. Both of us are completely exhausted today. We are drained. My wife took me for a birthday lunch. We, we drove from Youngstown up to Cleveland. We were going to go to Mabel's, Andy. I got to tell this story. We we're going to go to Mabel's. I was going to eat some pig's ears and have some delicious barbecue down on 4th Street. And then I realized, oh, great. Well, Mabel's is closed on Monday. So that was a bummer. So then we spent time looking around. What are we going to do? Where are we going to eat? But as we were doing that, driving around the city, kind of hanging out, kind of looking around, kind of doing our thing like we always do up in Cleveland, I, I got to just go and just soak, just soak in the view of, of the factory of happiness for a few minutes and just had that smile on my face and knew that all the tired feelings, all the exhaustion, all the delicious beers that I drank last night, which I'm having another one right now, which is also dedicated to the Browns platform yeah, called Muni. And this was given to me as a gift in my mailbox this morning from Matt Beerocious. Thank you, Matt, for this. But Andy, soaking all that in, relaxing, enjoying this game, and, and enjoying the best birthday present I could have ever asked for. And now to sit here and soak it in and enjoy it and drink this beer and get ready to watch this Buckeyes National Championship game. What an incredible feeling. What an incredible feeling for all of Cleveland, for all Browns fans. Holy shit, brother, we're heading to Arrowhead. And I don't think we should just assume that that's it for the Browns. No, no. We're not going to talk about that today, though. I want to focus on this game. This was an exercising of demons. Like, yeah, hey, Demonis, most satisfying win I've ever witnessed. I agree. Yeah. I've really had a hard time putting oh, yeah. a finger on a moment where I have smiled so much with ear to ear and just thinking about things. Um, let's see, Bethany. Uh, what Hi, Bethany. Say? Hi, Bethany. I'm just here to stir the part and say Chiefs Kingdom, but also thank you to the Browns for being the, for being the Roth and the Steelers. Okay, well, yep. we Bethany, you, Bethany. I, Bethany, I like your little hat there. That's really, really nice. I'm just going <laughs> to let you know right now, Bethany, the Browns didn't come here to fuck around. <laughs> you look like a really good person. She is. I, Bethany, I, I, Bethany I, I, lived over in the D.C. area, and uh, – we we worked uh, together in the past, and she is she is an absolute uh, wonderful person. Yes. Well, that's great. Today's not today, but Friday, come back here. Um, we're we're, we're going to kick your ass on Sunday. <laughs> Tell me right now. You, you're you're in the way, and you need you need to get brush aside, and and you need to and you need to just get out of the way because the Browns are going to big places. Hallie, best football year since the eighties. Yes, Hallie. I was thinking that too. This is definitely – I think this surpasses Jets' double overtime. I think this is much better than Jets' double overtime. Much, much, much. Bethany, I, I see you laughing. You know, if that's, how, is that, if that's how you handle crying emotion, I'm cool with that. A good, a good laugh helps a good crying moment. You know, you come back here on Friday, we'll tell you why you're going to lose. It's all good. You just come back here to the Cathedral of Cleveland and beyond. Now, Bethany – any other time, I, I would never never mind a Chiefs fan, but boy, they had to, I, I I like the Chiefs Kingdom thing, by the way. I think it's a cool little name. Um, let's see. What does what what Bethany say? You go places like the nosebleed section stands at Super Bowl we won last year. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Apparently, this is the Andy, Anthony, Andy and Bethany show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to take it over right now. Take over. Bethany, I'm going to drink this beer. <laughs> Beth, Bethany, I'm going to just tell you something. 
You've had a good little run. You won your Super Bowl. That's a big deal. Huge deal. That's what we're trying to do. You need to get the fuck out of the way. Patty Mahomes, I haven't played in three weeks. This team, I, I don't even, I, you know, I just want to tell you something, Anthony. I didn't even know who Blake Hans was. Neither Baker till now. Neither. The, game. It's the, it's the fans he hasn't met him yet. We are playing. San, by the way, Blake Hanson is the same birthday as Jared Watson. So Blake Hans, Blake Hans, happy birthday. Wait, his birthday's the 11th, huh? Wow. Birthday gift from the also, uh, And also, Kevin Atkins on Facebook. Thanks for the happy birthday shout out. Appreciate that. Um, look, ba- yeah, Isaac, Isaac Mulham brings up this uh, huge game where I think yeah. there was like, what, 1,300 yards of total offense between the two when Baker went against Mahomes in college and Baker won with him. Yeah. And actually, Mahomes, I think, had another 200. I think he, he threw for like 700 yards that game, if I'm not. Mistaken. Am I, am, I, am I losing my mind when I say that number? Because it sounds insane. No, no, it does. And Bethany, it is all good fun. <laughs> Bethany, all, Bethany, I'm sorry. I'm like wound up. Is I, I Bethany, it's all good fun. It's all good fun until Sunday, 3 o'clock. Now, here's the thing about last night, too. The, the turnovers were great. In this game, though, there were moments where the Steelers looked like they were going to get back in the game. I started on a third and one. That play stopping them. Big, big, big play in this game. Yeah. I thought Njoku later in the game had a very, very big catch in this game. And, and you know, the, the play that everybody's been talking about, we need to talk about on here, there were moments in this game where it looked like the Steelers could get back in the game. And well, yeah, the there, was, there was a, never the, allowed it to happen. It was there so was a, great. So there was great. a moment, Andy, though, I will say this, that and, 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 they, and the Steelers hurried to the line and, and hurried up and they got into the end zone. Um, they, I really wish they would have reviewed that spot down on the two-yard line because you you watch that and he was nowhere near the line of scrimmage or, or the line to gain. And and they and they gave him the first down, a full yard, which then translated into them hurrying up and getting a touchdown right afterwards. I thought that was I know a lot of people talk about the the issue, the only coaching issue that they had was the way that they challenged on that pass that was clearly a catch. Oh, I yeah. add okay. this to the list. I wish they would have challenged that spot as opposed to challenging that pass. They didn't do it. I don't know why. It seemed obvious to me when I saw it on the screen. But again, thank goodness it wasn't enough for the Steelers to regain enough momentum to take over that game. No matter what, throughout that game, even if you want to say that, oh, the Steelers made it close, look, of course they were going to. The Browns still put up 48 points, and the Steelers could not overcome the deficit. Point blank, period. They never had a shot in that game, and it took Ben to throw 500 yards and still had four interceptions. He had more interceptions than Baker had touchdown passes yesterday. It was huge. That defense out of nowhere. Without without Ward, you got to sit there. MJ Stewart, like, come tape on. And, tape and glue. Tape and glue. Unbelievable. Uh, and not, but, you know, Claypool wants to sit on social media afterwards and – Talk about how uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll get yeah. To him. yeah he, I'm a huge, a I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. That was, that, was, that was disappointing. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, Damian Browns are on a mission. Here we come to Kansas. It, it, Bethany is true. I've been oh, yeah. Com- yeah, no, 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 Missouri. Yes, Missouri. Bethany, right. Common mistake. By the <laughs> way, the I've, been, I've been to. Um, I've never been to Arrowhead. I've been to Kauffman Stadium. Great place to watch a baseball game. I've um, been great, to great the place. Holiday Inn that has the uh, huge indoor uh, water park. I've been to that. That's all. Um, yes. Back to this. Not yes. I'm too tired to follow up and be clever today. Here's the but the, but in this game, 
the the big play by Landry was it was huge to score the touchdown in this game. Obviously, Carl Joseph. By the way, could Big Ben not bend down? I guess you get when I guess when you're an older quarterback, you just don't want to bend down and get fumbles. No worries. Miles Garrett tipping the ball away. Uh, Carl Joseph scooping it up. Later in this game, Kareem Hunt two big touchdowns in this game. Time and time again, oh, and, carrying folks on his back. Back. Goodson flying around. Jackson is a pretty good player. That kid, that cornerback, makes gutty plays. He had a couple big tackles in this game. Yeah. Um, the, the whole story with Michael Dunn and his offensive line, and then he gets hurt, and then the next, and then the next thing in there, Hallie, I'm just gonna put it up here. She's getting where I'm going. This was a team win. Everybody played a role in this game. The Browns aren't perfect, and frankly, I love that they're kind of not perfect. They kind of accept that, but they just make plays to win. And then the biggest thing in this game to me, Browns go three and out, three and out, and the game gets to 12 points. And it's third and one, and the Browns stop them. And I said to myself, I said to my dad and brother, I was watching with the game, like, well, the the Steelers are going to go for it. And they kick the ball away. And now they kick the ball away. It goes in the end zone and gets brought to the 20. So all that field position gets a washout. And then from there, this is where the Browns won this game. Every time there's a mistake like that, bam, score, bam, score, bam, score. The Browns were on attack mode. That, That touchdown by Chubb. Was I mean the game was still in doubt a little a little bit sure, but I felt this. I I'm I don't know how you felt, Jared. As soon as Chubb scored, I'm like, game. Mike, there's no, there's no. There was way. No, no, exactly, and we knew that. No and and what they do? They got two field goals after that touchdown. Was that the one? Was that the was that the the later touchdown? I, I got. Um, I can't remember the order of them. No, no. Chubb scored the last touchdown in the game, and then later in the game, the Steelers got a garbage touchdown after. um, after Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was garbage time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was well. Here, here, we got to talk about someone very specific who has been, um, possibly one of the best acquisitions that this team has had in franchise history, and I think that most of us at this point would have think, oh, well, it would have been Odell Beckham Jr. Well, no, I, I'm talking about one of his best friends. Jarvis Landry, quite possibly, is in a top five, if not top four, three, two, maybe the best acquisition that this Browns team has ever made. That guy is as Cleveland Browns as you could yeah. ever ask for. Five receptions, 92 yards, a touchdown. He is a workhorse. His touchdown and what it took, the fight to get into the end zone. He, I mean, it was in the dive at the end. Wow, yes. Joku put up some huge block. Huge David, block. He David, knocked the shit out of Watt. Knocked David, him out, of, out into the over into the sidelines. They were rolling on the side. Two guys. It was beautiful. And Joku, David, amazing. But Landry, it, it can't be overstated how important. Jarvis Landry has been to this team. Cannot from the and you knew it from hard knocks. You knew it from hard knocks. So go ahead, Andy. Sorry, I know you want to get in there. David and Joku, his improvement since the Eagle game has been remarkable. He had a couple big catches in this game, and I thought he had one of the most mental big plays in this game, where the game was still in doubt a little bit. Jarvis Landry, who gets excitable, and Joku, David and Joku was the one who grabbed him and said, "Hey, you can't do that, pal." 
Yep. You can't do that. We, we got to pull you aside. There are bigger things to be had right now. Scoreboard. Don't you worry about getting in this mess. And those were the type of things, Jared, there was never a moment where the Browns made that play no. to make a mistake, to get them back in the game, whether it was a penalty or a turnover. It never happened. Right. And a big kudos, big, 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 big kudos to six Baker Mayfield. He played a great game and it's not being echoed enough today. They're talking too much about big Ben Baker Mayfield outplayed him and he made the place he needed to. And truthfully in this game, he, he did stuff and like that tough run. He had a tough, big run where he, he stretched it all out and, and got the first down. He, he did it again, Andy. That's again, I watched him. I saw the hole and I said, he better tuck that fucker and run. And he did it. He did it. Well, he had to stretch. I mean, and that was a proper stretch. He, okay, Carrie Bethany Bowers, friend of a uh, friend of my family. I'm sad as a Steelers fan, but great job, guys who wanted more. Yeah, I've Kara, been hearing that from a lot of Steelers fans today. Yeah, Congrats, that, we're glad you do it, and I get it, and I and I appreciate it. Um, the, I'm going to say that that your voices need to be amplified because I heard a lot of shit talking voices prior, and some of them are still having the sour. Well, grapes. Kara, Kara's a Kara, great fan. Kara, I appreciate. Kara's a great friend. She's a great friend of my dad and mine, and she's uh, actually right down the road here from where I'm at. So I'm still in Columbus today. Um, but the biggest thing in this game, too, uh, to what Kara's alluding to, the Browns in this game kept stepping on the Steelers' neck. Turnover, touchdown. Turnover, touchdown. We're going to get points. That that huge sequence there, Tomlin's going to punt, goes in the end zone, we're going to drive right down the field and score another touchdown. Every time there had to be a play, the Browns were stepping on the neck, and everybody played a part. We're not even saying the best diving play by a defensive player ever, Porter Gustin, diving to catch the ball in, in midair like that. Amazing. Everybody made plays to win. And, you again, Baker Mayfield, wonderful game. And then yeah. for Stefanski, he used the force. For people who don't know Star Wars, he used the Stefanski force in this game because obviously he wasn't there, but you could feel his presence. If he isn't coach of the year, it's a joke. Stefanski is the man. another another quick story yeah. regarding Jarvis Landry that ties back into Stefanski. Stefanski had his phone off during the game from the, from what I'm hearing from what what's being reported, and the moment he turned his phone back on, Jarvis Landry was Call running across the field and and FaceTimed FaceTimed him yeah, right this away. Team's another another beautiful Jarvis Landry moment. Uh, jumping back to Baker as we're talking about how he is not getting enough praise. That man had like 115 quarter QB rating. Uh, after that game, 21 for 34 would have been higher. had there not been a couple of weird drops early 21 of 34, 263 and three touchdowns and the biggest goose egg, no interceptions. Baker Mayfield is on his way. He recorded the second highest QB rating of any quarterback in this NFL postseason thus far. He also got rid of the ball faster than he has ever done this season. If I'm not mistaken, he, he was averaging 2.3 seconds. And that ball's out. Yes, he was. That yes, saved he was. his ass. He knew he had to do it. And they did it because – have you ever seen Watt taken out of a game as much as he was outside of the holding call early on? Watt, what, Al what, what was – there was what, there was nothing. Nothing. Al Alex Blitzberg, Van huh? Bl Blitzberg. Okay. Alex Van Pelt did a great job, too, of doing something where he used two things, in my opinion. I loved his game calling. One – Short screens, and why was that good? A, we have good running backs, so obviously they do well. But B, for an offensive line that's kind of ragtag, these are simple things that have been worked on since high school. Yep. Screen yep. passes have been executed, and they do it so well on this team. I loved how he kept calling. By the way, 
might want to take that shit over to Missouri too and call them yeah. the Kansas City game because those screen passes ran big in this game. And Jared, I thought it was so smart. Hey, we have great running backs. Let's run the most non-complicated play that we've been doing well all year. Screen. This team ran screen passes, and kudos to Alex Van Pelt. He knew it in this game. And again, for an offensive line that's taped together, a screen pass. And for this team, it's like it. They just do it so so well. Because so well. those receivers so are well. blocking. The receivers yeah, are blocking. Baker I, I did mean, a few. <laughs> well, there was. And on top of that, I think there. there was one right. time that it was missed. He missed Hunt early. I think. On on one, it was and it wasn't really a screen. It was a little down and out on the fly. It, it was he, he went a little wide on the throw to, to Hunt um, that would have went for big yardage. But those screen passes, yes, they were impressive. The Browns, the Browns can 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 pull that off now, Andy. That's not something that we've ever been able to say with this team. They haven't worked. Uh, yes, that ragtag offensive line did do amazing, Haley. Yes. Is that me hitting the button at the same that's time me. as you? Is that that's why we're me. doing that? That's, that's I'm sorry me. about that. I, I think were we both hitting on the same one here? Haley Baldwin, offensive line did amazing. Absolutely. It's absolutely. And, and Haley, Haley, for <clears throat> this team, it just was – this was the perfect exorcism of the Steelers. This whole game was just a perfect – exorcism because it wasn't done by one thing Alex Van Pelt Joe Woods early in this game Stewart who made a big interception this game I mean just everything that's right Damien great 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 friend and great uh great fan of the show where was Watt at you couldn't feel him could never feel him Kevin Atkins I've never been a Browns team I've never seen a Browns team that has so many players that can actually play NFL football No, no no they're just nameless gray faces Browns is the Browns. They're nameless gray faces, and Browns is the Browns. Come on now. Yeah. Easy now, Kevin. Easy. Manny Blasdell, Carolina Brown backers are going crazy. Oh, good. You know? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I love those Browns backers all around the world. Yes. Fired up. This this was a long time coming, and this is where analytics is now just not working. It's excelling to what Kevin Atkins is saying because of well-positioned things, because there's a great article today out by Peter King. Everyone needs to read it. For anybody who listens to the show, you need to read it. Once he found out some things that were going on, he reached out to a buddy of his who works for the Jets, who's a GM, saying, hey, I heard about this Blake Hans kid. There's actually an opportunity for us. We're going to need an extra offensive lineman. So because of their friends, he goes, hey, and because he was on the practice squad, he goes, we'll release him immediately and you can sign him right now. They did that. And you know why it was also a great signing? Not because he liked the kid either, because Blake Hans didn't have to fly into Cleveland. He could drive, which means he didn't have to self-quarantine. Because he was driving, he could play immediately. Uh, 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 the thoughts and the analytics of the Browns goes deep and wide on this team. I'm telling you right now, you're going to hear all week about like, well, this has been a good run, but the 11-point 11 favorite Chiefs are just going to be too good. You don't have to ask me on Friday. Browns are fucking winning this game. This team has got something special going on. What I saw on Sunday to what Kevin Atkins hit is what I was noticing too. Everybody picks each other up. Yes. Everybody has moments where they just they get in things, they do things in line. And on this, and then this game, there were so many opportunities where I okay, we all had a little bit of feeling like, oh man, the Steelers are getting back in this game. Oh man, what's going on here? And they never allowed it to happen. No. They kept going and pounding and pounding and yep. making different plays. And everybody stepped up. Everybody touched this victory. 
Even Parkey made his field goals, made his extra points. The punting on this game was good. <clears throat> Dearness Johnson's runbacks have how what he two. Uh, Dearness Johnson had two very good runbacks in this game. Everybody plays a role, and that's why this is a live dog again in Kansas City. This is the perfect, perfect, perfect game for the Browns and players Drew, come back. Drew Salt uh, mentioning this. Uh, we get Warden Joel back, man, and we are coming to Arrowhead on fire. I hope so. Um, we haven't heard much about Ward. Um, they gave an update today. On, <coughs> that, that was very cryptic to what Jerry was saying. Here's, here's the latest on everybody. Let's go to the injuries we do know about. Day-to-day yeah. for Conklin. They're hopeful. It's just a hamstring day to day for Michael Dunn, who, by the way, played a really good Michael Dunn got complimented by people who are above uh, Jared and I pay, pay grade. Michael Dunn had a hell of a game. I mean, m- let me say that one more time. Michael Dunn had a hell of a game. Yeah. Way to go, dude. Way, way to step up and just swing the bat in a big spot. Um, and then the I forget the other injury that comes to mind, but those two guys are going to be day to day. Oh, Jackson in the cornerback, he's also day to day. He has an injury in this too, but I don't know how much he's going to be playing because Kevin Johnson and Denzel Ward are supposed to be back along with Batonio, hopefully. Now, all that to be said, we'll have to see how these returns come out. And Jared's right; it's very murky so far about those three names: Johnson, Ward, and Batonio. They're saying it's day to day. What they should? We'll have to see how protocol goes. But you know what? The funny thing is. And we obviously want those guys back. Need them back. Denzel Ward's big. I think Denzel yeah. Ward's big this week because of Tyree uh-huh. Kill. All that to be said, though, I love this team. I love this team because it is a team. And these videos well, after the game were wonderful. That's, Corvette, Corvette, that's why I want to change the way that we look at this when we discuss next man up. Next man up feels very uh, much like these are robots and these are not. These are people. These are human beings. And like you said earlier, they pick each other up. And we have a habit of saying next man up as if it's some sort of automatic machinery, some sort of robot. Yeah. And that's just not how it is. It's next man up because we are going to pick you up. We are going to be there with you. We're going to make this work together. And that is what I've seen out of this team. That is, I think, and I'm saying this for myself because I have said next man up a lot. And and that just does not give any of it justice. I want to jump to Manny Blasdell on Facebook saying, Andrew Barry, GM of the year. I would say, and see if you're with me, Andy, not so fast. This is actually very much a John Dorsey team that has been accentuated and perfected by by Andrew Barry. Would you agree with that? for for the guys that are on this squad right now. I think Dorsey deserves a tip of the cap, but Andrew Barry's the the ringleader. Okay. This would never have happened if Jordan Dorsey was the GM this year. I love yeah. you, John. Just being honest up front. We would never come close to sniffing this this year. Sorry. Andrew Barry elevated this team a lot this year. He's a much better GM than John Dorsey. Yep, Damon on Facebook. You're right, not robots, just nameless gray faces. Ah, the best. The, the, Talk that shit. Pack your bags. Go home. Go home. The, Talk the that best. Bags. Linda, Linda Cowler. It's the coaching. Linda, I agree. Mm-hmm. I have been so blown away by how everybody's got spots and they continue to improve. And I want to go back to the narrative that Jerry was saying. This is. 16 calves feeling this is 
even though it didn't end perfectly in game seven, 16 Indians feeling this team loves each other. We love them. The city loves them. That it's getting better. It's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. The underdog role, the flag is flying high right now. And I love that too. Love that right now. The coaching is so good that here in the first game of the playoffs, they didn't even have to have their coaches. That's how good the coaching was this season. They didn't even blink. They practiced once last week. Yeah. Once. And it was in the late afternoon. They got on the, it was 4.30. Once. This, okay, three parts here. So I'm going to get back to something Kara said earlier. How the fuck are you the Steelers? You come out that fucking flat on the first play. You snap the ball in the end zone. <laughs> that was fucking great. How fucking great was that? And then later in the drive, they throw a pick. And then Jarvis Landry just sprints in the end zone. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye-bye. Let, me fix, let, me Bye-bye. Fix Juju's, let me fix Juju's saying and say Steelers is the Browns. <sighs> Because that's what we saw last night. We saw the shedding of skin, and we saw the rebirth of the Cleveland Browns and the Steelers collapse. We saw the end of Ben Roethlisberger. That's what we saw last night. We saw the end of Ben Roethlisberger, and we saw a couple of mouthy wide receivers who still don't get that they were sent home thinking they can talk shit. Do their little dances. Do their little TikToks. Going live. Oh, talking about the Browns are going to get clapped. Okay, Claypool. We'll see about that. Talking shit about our, like, number six DB. You know, our number six corner that 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 God knows the guy probably didn't practice at all. We didn't all. know his name until last and week. He, right, but we're going to talk shit? We're, you're, okay, you're going to be real proud of that, Claypool? That's weak fucking sauce, dude. Weak fucking sauce. Go nice, home. Nice. Tuck your tail between your legs. Eat yourself a permani Sammy and shut the fuck up. The Browns whooped your ass in your own stadium. Deal with it. Um, I'll get the clay bowl in a second, but I want to hit this one more time. Nice snap, Jackass. Completely well said, Damien. <laughs> I mean, that ball, was, it was so fucking great. Uh, Damien, <laughs> Damien again for a belly-to-belly. Chase Claypool said we're going to get clapped on Sunday. Right. Here, look. Claypool doing a show on the internet talking about the Browns getting clapped says everything you know about the Steelers. There you it's go. kind of unraveling. Their quarter, their quarterbacks crying on the bench. Players are players are saying things out of turn, out of practice. TJ Watt was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found in this game. Nope. No excuse from TJ Watt. TJ Watt spit the bit in a big spot. He stunk, 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 and it was fucking great. I mean, on on, on Pittsburgh sports radio today, they were talking about firing Tomlin they want to bury uh Ben and be over what I mean they, they are an absolute wreck on the other side of that border right now in in Pennsylvania they do not know what to do with them they are beside themselves this game shook them and it let them know well it was a fun run while it lasted 17 18 19 20 years but guess what doesn't seem like that's going to be how it goes for long uh, the Browns have completely turned this thing around. They are on track. They are they are everything that we had been hoping for for a very, very long time, Andy. And what is what 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 the hell is that, by the way? <laughs> I have I I, I have we're gonna have to keep I have kids calling me like every direction. So let's just keep uh, plugging. plugging <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, it's just 
it, it, this is just not. That's all right. I got to yeah. throw this out there. I know that we're talking about the Browns still, but this well, is well, uh, well. my 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 sick. This is kind of an odd thing, but I absolutely love it. To be honest, my sixteen-year-old son, <laughs> he thinks he's funny. Bought me an Ohio State pillow pet for Christmas because he thought he was hilarious, which I did think it was actually kind of hilarious. And I surprised everyone by saying, "Yeah, that's my pillow pet," and I and I'm going to keep it in bed with me. How about that? And I do. Is that is that weird? Is that okay? It's Brutus. Come on now. Looks good, right? <laughs> Perfect for you. It's a funny gift. Look, in this game, though, there were so many things that clicked on this team, and they keep getting better, and they keep growing and growing and growing. This team has been battle-tested. This team is ready for anything. And that is what needed. Let's go. Hitting this game, though, and we'll get more of the Chiefs on Friday. Let's hit one more, a couple more things in this game. This Thanks, Damon. The, I appreciate the approval, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah, it's completely fine. Completely fine. He's right. I'm sorry. I got distracted by my kids trying to call me. This was the toilet flush needed from the Steelers from our Browns rivalry perspective. Yeah. We needed the toilet flush to Harrison hits on Colt McCoy and Mom and Massaquah. We needed the toilet flush, all those losses in big spots. We needed mm-hmm. the toilet flush, all those embarrassing losses throughout the years. We needed to just toilet flush the whole fucking thing down. And that's what we did. And the do it, uh, and uh, look, it just is all like it's. We are on a magical journey, in my opinion. I think we are heading down the road to big things. And someone hit it, and I want to go to it is Drew Salt. Is Drew's a great fan? And he thought what I was thinking today. There is a road starting to be paved where it's the Bills and the Ravens play this week. I think the Ravens are going to win that game. I think the Browns are going to win. You are heading to the Modell Bowl where we finally get to put that fucking move behind us and bury those fucking rap birds. Now, with, now the Browns got to be the Chiefs first, and Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. I'm, I'm being a little cocky, but let's – big, big, big fucking game. But you, it is starting to go down, and that – God, Brutus is fucking creepy. Like, I, it is starting to go down that road where there's a lot of things being passed here. And here's a great thing about the Chiefs game this week. This is now it's not going to be the same after this week. The Browns again have no pressure. None. None. There's no pressure on None. this game at all. Now, next week, that will change if they get that far because then you're starting to play for Super Bowls. Everybody gets nervous and there's pressure on that point. Well, but, but I mean, this week is last I, week. no pressure. None. I hate jumping Zero. that far forward, um, but I will say this they got it. They got to get the Ravens number. I'm, I, I, I mean, I have to remind myself of that 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 huge win that the browns had against the ravens um was that two years ago was that or was that last year at the beginning of the season it was it was the end of the indians game it was the last indians game of the season and i was i was at nats park watching that game and uh watched the browns on a uh on a big screen there which was really nice i felt kind of spoiled what game was that the one time where the browns destroyed them well it was last year feels like it was forever ago thanks dan monas on facebook um, feels like for, I mean, it really does feels like two years ago, which is very frustrating. Uh, the, the, the Browns really need to channel that again. They have to figure out what other teams. I thought the Titans had the Ravens figured out. They did. That was a big win. I mean, look, every win's a big win in the playoffs. We've got to stop well, Lamar for fuck's well, sake. Well, that's, that's not this week. That's not this I week. know There's it's no just there in my head, brought it up. Now it's sparked. And that's where my mind's going because I'm already running on half brain power today. The Chiefs, though, is a tough game. Look, the Chiefs are like I've been. I've been cocky. I'm cocky Browns fan. 
Well, Chiefs are really fucking good, obviously. They won Super Bowl last year, and they have a great quarterback, and Tyree Hill's very fast. And Kelsey, a Cleveland kid, is really good. And that's our and then and as our negative Nancy, the tight end. So all that to be said, by the way, Ebron, Ebron, my God, that kid. He, he, he a couple now now nickel and dimes. Higgins did drop the ball a few times this game, and he cleaned that up. Hooper, you can't pass to him too much. He gets tired as the game goes on. I would I, I like how we use him, but you can't expect him to get above that six to seven catch threshold. That is just not in his game. He started dropping. He dropped a couple passes too in this game at times. He got tired as the game goes on. Um, I've said my thing about Njoku. Just so, just so inspiring. Um, again, Taki Taki made the interception even before that, though. He played well. BJ Goodson was flying around this game a lot. You definitely saw him. And, you know, I, I am seeing little improvements, and definitely the Steelers harped on him. Miles Garrett's battling. Um, he is definitely, definitely battling right now. I mean, this is the weird thing, and we didn't talk about this yet. Miles came into that game, and I thought that the word that I heard from him was that he felt better than he's felt at practice. That he was thought he thought he had it all back. Um, I tried to pay attention to the huffing and puffing. You can see everyone's breath on the line of scrimmage, and mm-hmm. I tried to see if he was if he was more worked up than others. You know, breathing a little heavier. I struggled to, to really see much of that especially as the game went on and I drank more beer. Um, so, <laughs> um, but you definitely noticed that he came close a couple of times. He really came close a couple yeah. of times. He would sneak around the backside, almost caught Ben's arm two or three times. The fact that he's getting close and the fact, and he, and it's not, look, he, he went, a, he went against some, some really solid guys on the offensive line for the Steelers. I think hopefully we'll see if he can get a couple of these uh, this coming week. And that's really what these Browns need. Uh, the, the, the Miles Garrett that we've seen earlier in the season, we need a fully recovered Miles Garrett. Absolutely. So, so, Linda, so Linda Caller and Kevin Atkinson. Yeah, I was gonna triple say, team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, I didn't explain myself well. Woods does have to do something to help get him freed up. They're going to have to do, they're going to have to move around. They're going to have to do, they're going to have to do things. I, I'm going to do one more nickel and dime thing. One more nickel and dime on a great day. Great day. I would blitz a little more. A little, little, little more. They only came yeah. once, I think, that I saw. They only I, I only yeah. saw a couple of linebackers up on a line moving. I, I think it was only like one time, which is weird yeah. because I think the Steelers came like 20 times. 20 times. I just – Linda and Kevin are exactly right, and he definitely was triple teamed. Double teamed for – I mean, I thought he was double teamed and triple teamed for sure. And the Steelers were well coached put a focus point and by the way it's not gonna be any different with andy reed um all that to be said though all that to be said um i thought i thought miles looked and by the way he looked really tired but he was really 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 gassed and i and he played hard and he definitely made an impact in this game i just and, yeah, and damian brought up vernon i agree yeah I if Vern, really- yeah vernon not being there really hurts but that is where and here's the other issue to implement what we're talking about to move miles around a little bit more to bring that blitz a little bit more the browns have practiced once in two fucking weeks basically yeah how are they going to implement those things right now they're holding up charts on zoom uh and 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 having to tell each other you know where their spots and where they're supposed to be uh on any given play i mean that's how they're doing this right now it's ridiculous so yeah, again, again, these are nickel and dime things. Nickel Absolutely. and dime things. The Browns, the Browns won the game, but and he was triple team. But the Browns have to do something to free him up more in this game because Patty Mahomes is going to make those throws. 
Yeah, I like this he, too. Uh, this nice. idea with Talkie Talkie, sack leader at BYU. Thanks, Manny Blasen on Facebook for mentioning that. Um, Talkie Talkie's getting to the point where you can probably trust him a little bit. He's uh, if you want to if you want to bring him if you want to bring him if you want to bring the heat. Um, yeah, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Why not? Linda Collar game. Linda, great job tonight on the show. Um, Linda, I agree with you. I saw a lot of hands up in this game, which was very smart. They brought this up post game and um, I guess during the game too. I think I, I remember Collinsworth mentioning something. The Browns definitely saw something, and the whole league did. Roethlisberger had a lot of bads. But I think he led the league in batted balls down. So the Browns took a big advantage of that in this game. Again, mm-hmm. we just got to be proactive for next week. Patty Mahomes isn't going to do that stuff. There's some things in that game that Mahomes is really going to zip that ball in there. They're going to yeah. have to get pressure on Patty Mahomes. They're going to have to. Um, and, that, and, and, again, different game plan, different week. We'll get to more on Friday. But, again, um, it just is one of those things. These are the nickel and dime things. But I, I do – two or three more compliments. Dearness Johnson, again, on kickoffs, I thought was wonderful. He got the ball the 35 uh, a couple times. He yep. did a nice job running the ball. He has improved greatly in this game. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't everything else. Hey, Parker, you did your job. Congrats. You made all your field goals and extra points. And in this game, that was a must. So, Parker, kudos. He didn't go above and beyond, but he did what he had to do in this game, which was huge in this game. He had to make those things, and he did. And, again, I just want to reference it one more time. Oh, oh, Richardson and Ogunjobi, too. Don't get a lot of love. They did – Larry on one play specifically pushed back a Steeler player on third and one and did a great job of getting in there making plays. All these things add up again to my big – Yep, 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 yep. The motion back or the the team, the team. The Browns are definitely that Schimbeckler mentality right now, where it is the team, the team, <clears> the team. Everybody picks each other up, and you can see on the sidelines. And this loosey-goosey, hard-playing Browns is a dangerous, dangerous, fun team in Kansas City. I'm telling you. Telling you. Live, they're, feeling good about, they're, feeling, they're feeling good about themselves at the right time. They're feeling very good about themselves at the right time. And this team uh, you think they're receiving. walking into Arrowhead thinking that they're not going to oh. <laughs> put up a fight, come home with a dub? I mean, really? I, I, I honest to God, I don't know if they can do it. I don't. Um, I, I didn't watch a lot of Chiefs this season, but I do know enough they're about the Chiefs good. to know how good they are, they're especially on offense. Very, so, very good. Again, if you're going to win this game against the Chiefs, I think you're going to have to score like you did. Which, by the way, I just want to tell you, I want to remind everybody. I told everyone I'd take the Browns and I'd take the over. So if you parlayed that, you made a lot of money yesterday. Good for you. You're welcome. Hashtag Cleveland Beyond. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it. Look back to the over game. Then we'll get to the other game now. Great. This again exercised so many demons. Yep. What a fun night. I have the same vibe this week. Can't wait for the game. Not nervous. Can't wait. When's 305? Can't wait. Let's Same. see what happens. Why not? I believe the Browns are going to win. If they don't, what a great season. What a wonderful season. But again, Jared, I love how this team's developing and more players come back. Stefanski comes back. Bill Callahan's probably coming back. There's more parts there's, coming back it, to the Browns. There's more no reason. Come. Yeah. There's, I mean, you're getting these. This is the good news portion of things. There's no reason to write a eulogy or an epitaph or anything regarding the Browns next week yet. There's no reason for that. This Browns no. team. To, listen, listen, Browns fans. This is fucking weird for me to say. Fucking weird. It's been a long time. I say that a lot. I don't think I can emphasize that enough. It's been a long time. 
Um, so we don't know what to do with ourselves sometimes. And we're used to things imploding and collapsing and not working out. But what I can tell you is this. They're going to go into Arrowhead. They're going to be more ready than they are, have been for any football game this season, especially if they are healthy and we don't have the COVID issues. So they are going to be able to practice throughout the week. Let's fingers crossed on that. Let's get them in there. Let's come up with our plan, with our scheme, with whatever we want to do to prepare for Mahomes. And then let's get at it. And do not be afraid. Do not be nervous. Do not be uh, losing your damn mind over a mistake or anything regarding what happens at any given moment next week. The Browns have a better than a coin flip chance of winning this game. I can promise you that. So be ready for it. It's a good possibility. I know I'm leaning that way, even though I still (laughs) there's still some unknowns for me that make me a little nervous. But I think the Browns have a very good chance of winning this game. Uh, I need to bring this up too, Andy, and I I apologize uh, because I I know you probably want to talk about what I just said. But um, I saw also that the Steelers facility um, was closed today due, due to possible COVID. Was that something that you had seen? No, because I didn't pay attention to the Steelers today. Well, outside of, I didn't outside either. Of and part, the reason I saw this was because this was an NFL analyst who had retweeted it, who's a Browns fan, and said, uh, basically, um, well, that's fine because they won't need it for the year anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but so so that, that was kind of funny. I don't like to make COVID jokes. That was a little silly, though. Um that uh but but the fact that 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 they had a COVID issue possibly today, I need to look more into that because uh, you just don't like to hear that because we just played them. So it makes me feel a little, little nervous. But from what we've seen uh, for the last two days coming into this game, we had a lot of good news, Browns fans, uh, coming into this game about certain players coming back last minute that we didn't know it was going to happen. And that also helped uh, probably make this team feel a little bit better about themselves. So let's just hope that that trend continues, I guess is my point. Let's hope that that trend of staying healthy and staying ready continues so that they can prep for this uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. Holy shit. I can't believe we're moving on to going. I, I, Andy, Andy, we've been doing the show for two years. We've never talked about these things. It's all brand new. It's all brand new. I was a kid the last time I talked about this stuff. Unreal. I can't believe they're here. I can't believe they're here. Oh. Everybody say with me. It's great to be in the Elite Eight. <clears throat> it's great to be in the Elite Eight. The Browns are great, and they're on their way. Enjoy it. Better days, bigger things ahead now. Now. Right now. And the best thing about this, when they – this team has not had one of these, everything's worked out, everything's been a round peg and a round hole. They've had all sorts of adversity all year round. That's right, Damien. It's great to be in the Elite Eight. And the Browns is a legitimate Elite Eight team. This isn't just magic sauce and, you know, some things have gone. And it was a windy, rainy day, and Chubb just ran the ball so well, and the Steelers can run. The Browns will win many different ways. They were, they've been drinking Lake Erie water, my friend. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> if I were the Chief, I'd be nervous. These are the worst teams. A team that can win any which way possible is doing great and had no pressure. Browns have no pressure. The only thing that slowed them down in the last two weeks is COVID testing. That's it. COVID testing. Um, That's it. So there you have it. Your Browns uh, winning and Great. moving on 
48 to 37 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baker Mayfield had one hell of a game. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for like 140 yards. Uh, and also Kareem Hunt with two amazing touchdowns. Jarvis Landry had a hell of a day, led uh, receiving MJ Stewart out there with nine tackles and one interception. And the Browns uh, really didn't even need to have the ball for all that often. I think the Steelers had like five or six more minutes of possession and, uh, and, and Ben threw for 500 with four touchdowns and four interceptions. Boo-hoo, go home. There you have it. The Browns are heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Andy, any any other words on this game before we start talking about, speaking of COVID issues, uh, the, the veil of uncertainty for this national championship game tonight regarding not knowing who the fuck is even going to be playing? It is so great to be looking and getting so excited about games that have real meaning. This is fucking great. It is great to be <clears throat> in the Elite Eight. We are the Tesla of the sport. Don't want to play the Browns. We're a hot stock. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. And you better watch out. If you better watch out, Chiefs. We're cocky. We're fucking cocky. We're, we're, you homies, you watch out, brother. He's a good player. I love Andy Reid. Very good team. The Browns are ready. The Browns are ready for this. So now uh, I'm ready for Bama at, at time of recording this right now, it is seven 18 uh, on Monday night before this Ohio state, Alabama national football national championship game. Um, late breaking news that Blake Hobbiel was going to miss the game. That's their kicker uh, following a positive COVID test. Andy, um, I had mentioned earlier in the week that I had some inside information regarding certain things uh, regarding possible players and, of course, I didn't want to mention any names. Hobiel was the guy. And the word that I'm getting from this, it, it differs from the word is being reported. Hobiel is claiming that he is uh, asymptomatic and and uh, and that, uh, that that goes against kind of the word that I was hearing. Because the word that I was hearing was that Hobiel wasn't feeling all that great going into the Clemson game and didn't tell anybody. And that is why Hobiel will not be the only one who misses this game. I'm not positive. But I'm feeling like there are a handful of other names that uh, that were also implicated in possibly having this problem or, and, and having COVID. The problem with this, though, is here we are on Monday night, an hour before the game, and that's how this is coming out. None of this is being reported. All this stuff is being kept under wraps. I understand. We talk about this all the time. These are student athletes. These are kids. At the same time, the NCAA college football is going to have a real issue looking back on how they, you know, close the curtain on explaining certain things, on releasing certain information and trying to just act like everything is hunky-dory and everything's coming up fucking roses when it absolutely is not. That is the frustrating part uh, and, and side story of this national championship game tonight. That being said, that being wow. said, 13, now, see, now Tom Monis, there we go. Tom Monis on Facebook, 13 out mm. for the game now. See, and, mm. and, and this is this all this guaranteed. Good this number. broke right now. Tom's reading stuff that broke right now because it was not out before this. Those 13, mm. from what I heard, it was probably spread due to Hobbiel not saying anything when he didn't feel well. That is that is that is something that I feel comfortable saying uh from the word that I was getting at this point. Frustrating. This Frustrating that this is what's going on. Frustrating. As a non-fan of the Buckeyes, I think this has been a murky week at best. 
Um, I, can, I, I don't know what to say about these COVID reports coming out this late. Some of it's for gamesmanship for sure. Um, it just has not felt right. I've, I, I mean, I'm in Columbus right now, and you would barely know there's a Buckeye championship game today, and that's surprising. Growing up in this town, in a normal day, everybody would be having Scarlet and Gray on, running around, champing, cheering. This game, for whatever reason, has no buzz, no hype, and I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and you you would not know it's a game. Um, it just it's just a dead, dead, dead feeling. Um, no, yeah, no so there we go. Tom Monas is saying that he, this information is coming out on ESPN now. Well, of course it is. Last fucking, fucking minute as I choke on my beer. Well, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. very frustrating. I mean, so it's difficult to even yeah. say um you know justin fields is gonna have i mean let's just i'm just gonna say these certain things and i don't even want to talk about it anymore because it is frustrating justin fields is gonna have to have another hell of a game like he did against clemson he's gonna have and to. i think he will do that because of course uh alave is back let's just hope that no one else on that receiving core uh you know especially including trey sermon let's hope that none of those guys are of the 13 um and those guys are going to have to ball out big. Trey Sermon, if he's out there, I do expect him to rush for two or 300 yards today. I think he's going to absolutely go off for the biggest game of his life tonight. I absolutely expect that. But outside of all that, it's hard to get excited. It's hard not to be frustrated when I want to talk about the game, but instead I got to sit here, wait, recognize the NCAA is brushing shit under the rug, that they're hiding things, that they don't want to talk about stuff, that nobody wants to be honest and real about it, and now the Buckeyes are sitting with 13 guys that are out. There we go. Jalen Harris is out as wide receiver out. Reading the list now, Dan Monas. Thank you. Tom and Dan are uh, – are- <laughs> Are a pair of uh, a trio of, uh, of of some wonderful folks, uh, some best friends uh, to Cle- my Cleveland family. Cleveland and Beyond producers. Let us right know. Yes, basically. Normally in our ears if we uh, if we well, had that sort of power. Here we go. Here we go. Matt Dan Monis. Uh, let's just put it up on the screen. Yeah, you read it. Uh, Cam Brown, uh, Jacob Cowan, Dominic uh, Damasio, uh, Tyler Hamilton, Jalen Harris, Blake Hobiel, Tomlin Jones, Cade uh, Kaczerski, Mitchell Melton. Why is everyone's name difficult to pronounce, by the way? A lot of these guys, I don't say their names very often. Tyreek Smith, of Tyreke. course. is Now, Tyreek Smith was another name that I had, but I didn't want to say anything about that. Uh, Tyreek Smith, uh, Tommy Togill, uh, Court Williams, and uh, Mayan Williams. So... Holy shit. And if those 13 are out, Andy, I guarantee there's more that are out there tonight that have it. That just well, haven't popped out yet. Bad outbreak. Um, they've had a pretty bad outbreak. So you know, it's hard they to, want, they want to play these games. They want to just keep doing it. I guess that's how they're going to roll with it. So whatever. Um, again, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say either. It, all I'll say is this again, forgetting the COVID situation, which is a part of this game now. Um, there's just no every excitement about Clemson Ohio State is that how it feels the opposite for Bama and it's Bama Ohio State and there's just no buzz I am just shocked I am Jared I am shocked there is more buzz in in, in Columbus about the Browns than, than the Buckeyes well I will be watching every minute of this football game but it will not be the same for me um I I I, I do expect Ohio State to win tonight but outside of that I don't really 
I'm just, I'm with you, Andy. I'm one of those Buckeyes fans that is not invested. And Andy, this is something that I talked about from the beginning of the season. We have not been quiet about our feelings about how things have been played out, how, how certain decisions have been made. The Big Ten just does not look good this year. And here we are, Ohio State's there, and look at this. I mean, I'm just I'm just 13 guys out, Coach. Like, just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Puts a damper in the game. Um, play, play ball. Play ball. Um, play ball. Bama is just too good, so I think Bama wins. If there were some more circumstances, I'd feel good about picking Ohio State actually. I think they're a very live dog too. Um, but with this with the, what I've been feeling here today in Columbus and what I'm reading here, I I just not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. So I think yeah. I think Alabama wins. Um, but I'll say if Justin Fields plays like he did against Clemson, like he yeah. did against Alabama. Yeah, look, the guys that need State, to be out there are out there. The guys that need to be yeah. out there are gonna be out there offensively. Yeah. Trey Sermon. You know, Alave, uh, Wilson, Fields. I mean, th- th- this this is, you know, Jamison Williams. Those guys being out there are going to be your big hitters. Those yep. are going to be your big hitters. So if they win, it'll be because of those guys and because they, you know, were able to get some turnovers. That That's how I think this is going to play out. Kind of yeah. like the Browns. Yeah, you got to score it up. You got to start fast, and you got to get your turnovers. It's kind of like that game. That's how they're going to beat Alabama. So we'll, we'll and recap. If and if they don't, whatever. I just ugh, whatever. I'm frustrated. But. We'll recap and preview everything on Friday for everybody. Friday. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll you know I'll let you do your reads. I'll do a quick casting. <clears throat> um. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to be wrapping this stuff up shortly. I do have to go anyway. So. Uh, I got house renovation stuff. I still have to have a conversation with my wife about before this game. Fun stuff. We are brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at WaitingForNextYear.com. Also, follow us on uh, – oh, wait a minute. No, let's not go there yet. Let's talk about Evergreen Podcasts. Check us out with Evergreen Podcasts. I guess there was an official announcement on New Year's, and uh, they're also sending out uh, some announcements with us throughout this week. So um, official uh, logos and all that good stuff are changing, and we are part of Evergreen Podcasts. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at CLE and beyond, at CLE and beyond, and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and beyond. You can shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com. That's J-A-R-I-D. And as always, on Instagram, at official Cleveland sports, when you go there, you got to go after every game, whether it be this game tonight, whether it was last night's game, 20,000 folks came out to party it up with Andy and I over the past 24 hours. And we absolutely love that everyone wants to be a part of this thing and wants to celebrate this Browns win. And we couldn't be more proud to be a part of that and, and, and to uh, th- that you took time out of your day and your celebration to celebrate with us at official Cleveland sports where they're doing this same sort of thing back and forth, talking to the folks that are, that are putting out their comments, giving our commentary, giving our analysis and breaking it all down instantly after these games. Andy does it after the Cavs games. We'll be doing it after Indians games and I'll be doing it after Ohio state games next season. And we will continue to do it after Cleveland Browns games. Again, that is on Instagram at official Cleveland sports. Andy, final thoughts. Cavs need to get healthy. Uh, they had a tough bout with Milwaukee, but I mean, again, this just having a hard time getting people uh, healthy. Uh, looks like it's another game again tonight. Just want to check Sexton is still out. Obviously, tonight we'll do post game, but it's going to be post game, Buckeyes. It's not going to be a whole lot of Cavs tonight. We'll get back to the Cavs uh, tomorrow night. They play back to back. 
um, against the Grizzlies tonight. Again, the biggest thing for the Cavs is they need it healthy. And again, no Sexton again tonight. Uh, Dotson's really playing well has been the big story out of all this. And Yogi Ferrell, I don't even know, is playing for the Cavs as, as, as playing tonight, Jerry, which tells you a lot. Well, Yogi Ferrell playing for the Cavs. Who would ever think you'd see that? Um, real quickly, though, enjoy this. What a great victory against the Steelers. It exercised a lot of demons. If you're feeling cocky, we're all cocky, and we should be. It has been such a great – good job, Damian. Damian's a great fan. Good start to the year so far is right. What a great start. Um, we're on our way. I feel very, very good about the Kansas City game coming up, and we'll do more on that and post-mortem Bama Buckeyes instantaneously tonight, as Jared said, and then more on Friday with that in mind. But enjoy this. I'm telling you, and it needs to be said, enjoy it. I enjoy every second of it. And slam. Yeah. Andy, there's a lot of folks um, we have. Uh, there's a, a good uh, amount of folks that are in a younger demographic than than Andy and I and that that watch the show and that hang out with us on uh, the at official Cleveland sports page on Instagram. And none of them have experienced what we're experiencing right now. We experienced uh, this when we were children, when I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. We remember when the Browns were good. It's a part of what you know, brought us in to this fandom of being a Cleveland Browns fan. A lot of you who watched, you know, this show, listen to this podcast or follow us on at, uh, you know, official Cleveland sports on Instagram have never experienced something like this. Don't take it for granted. It's, it's an amazing thing. It, it can come and go. It doesn't last forever. Um, we saw it with the Cavs and we're seeing it with the Indians now. So just soak it in and love every minute of it. And just never forget that in two weeks, back-to-back, in 2020 and 2021, the Cleveland Browns defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers to not only get into the playoffs, but to move on to the next fucking round, and we may have seen the end of Ben Roethlisberger. Folks, this is how books are written. This is how, this is how Andy did Believe Land with stories like this, and there will be more to tell and we will be doing this for a very long time. So cheers to all of you. Holy shit, I love my Cleveland Browns. Go Buckeyes, and we will talk to all of you again soon. I am so grateful. You can't script it any better for a 40th birthday. I am so grateful for how all this has gone down. Uh, thank you, Damon, for the shout-out for the happy birthday. Thank you, Tom Monis, for the shout-out for the birthday. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate that you watch and listen to the show. And we will talk again soon. Tonight, at Official Cleveland Sports, after the game, on Instagram. And then Friday, we will be back to do analysis and the breakdown of the Browns at Chiefs game. Talk again soon. Love y'all. Andy, uh, get a little rest. <laughs> Go Browns. I have a quick nap. Call my kids. They're clearly needing to talk to me. Call your call your kids. I'm gonna go do some house stuff. All right, brother. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Talk again soon. Go Browns. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Watch out, Kansas City. We're gonna eat your fucking barbecue and we're gonna take over your town and we're gonna beat the fucking Chiefs on Sunday and go on our way. And I'd want nothing more than see those fucking rappers in the AFC Championship game and bury all the fucking pass of the moon. What a great day. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can-
can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and beyond on Twitter at CLE and beyond or shoot them an email at Andy and Jared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website clevelandandbeyond.net. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!